happy Monday. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. Of course, I'm not sure when you're going to be tuning in, but welcome to episode three, Becoming a Better Me Conversations with T. Today, we'll be talking to the lovely Simone Johnson, aka Barbasense, aka Lot of Mercy Mellow, depending on the event, the setting, depends on what you want to call her. Needless to say, this is my sister. Today we'll be having an amazing conversation about entrepreneurship, love, healing, transition. Honestly, anything that comes to my spirit. I don't plan out the conversations because I want them to be as vulnerable and transparent. And I really want people to speak from their heart. Don't want it to be pre-planned at all. So I'm excited. I have no idea the questions I'm going to be asking her. Neither she does she. So I hope you guys enjoy this conversation. Like, subscribe, share, and I hope you enjoy. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to Becoming a Better Me, Conversations with T. And we are on episode three. That kind of rhymed. <laughs> we have the one and only Simone Johnson. And I'm about to have her introduce herself. So Simone, welcome to the platform. Thank you. Thank you for having me. (laughs) (laughs) My pleasure. Let the people know who you are. Okay. My name is Simone Johnson. Um, I am Tanya's sister, of course, first and foremost. Um, I am a licensed master barber and grooming specialist based right here in the Atlanta, Georgia area. Um, I teach men how to take better care of their hair, skin, scalp, beard um, by providing services such as 24-karat gold facials, hydrating beard treatments, scalp detox uh, treatments, and uh, I just provide uh, products and tools that make sense. That's the name of my business called Barber Sense. Um, I'm really big on uh, self-care. So you can call me like the self-care dealer because when you look good, you feel good. And I just want to create a safe space for, I mean, I cut men and women, but for men to, you know, come to a space to where they can decompress and just be their absolute best self. So that's uh, what I do. <laughs> Thank you, thank yeah. you, thank you. Thank, thank you for you. introducing yourself. Sure. So before we dive into the conversation, I will sometimes do an icebreaker. I'm going to do one today. Okay. Um, so this is the question. Would you rather have more friends or be closer to those you have? Hmm. I want to be closer to the ones that I have. Why? Well... Dang, that's a great question. <laughs> but I want to have more friends or be close to the ones I have. Um, I don't mind having more friends, but, you know, your network is your network. So I wouldn't mind actually having more mm-hmm. people around. I mean, do they have to be friends, though? I mean... The question was friends. Friends. <laughs> oh, man. So, and I like to keep my circle small then. So it would probably be just to get close to the ones that I have. I can always do better at, you know, connecting with my friends more. And that's what my therapist says as well, but... Yeah, I would say just to, hmm. Feel like both? Yeah, it is kind of both for me. I'm mm-hmm. leaning towards both. Like, I wouldn't mind having more, but I also want to be closer to the friends I do have. Mm-hmm. I don't want to subject myself just to one. Got you. <laughs> Sorry. No, it wasn't a, a bad or, you know, wrong answer yeah, or right yeah, answer. Yeah. It just was kind of. So, let's elaborate on that. So, what sure. are ways that you kind of feel the opportunity is to get close with the friends you have. You said you mentioned that's something that's opportunity for you. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's as simple as thinking of someone and then you don't even text them. Gotcha. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's something I'm working on better. Like, even if it's a text or a call, like, hey, I thought about you, just reaching out to say I love you. Um, I hope all is well. If you need anything, I'm here for you. 
you know, especially with this time in the world, it's crazy. You know, you just, people are here one day and then they're gone the next. So it's really about just cherishing the people that are in your life now. So, yeah. Yeah. That was good. That was good. Um, I usually answer as well after I ask the question. Um, so would you rather have more friends or be closer to the ones you have? I would say closer to the ones I have. I've always had so many associates and friends. And as I got older, it became overwhelming. um, Because think about it. Everyone wants you to come to a lunch, a dinner, birthday. I mean, your schedule could be so packed because you're trying to support everybody. That's right. And show up for everybody. Right. So for me, as I got older, it became overwhelming to try to keep up with all the friends that I had. Um, So I'd rather just stick with the ones and become closer and grow with the ones I currently have because, honestly, submissions are closed currently. (laughs) (laughs) I I can't take on another new friend as for right now. Associate, yes. Friend, no. Yeah, there's a difference. Two different things. Associate, I wouldn't have to show up as much because Mm -hmm. we're associates, right? Exactly. Friend-wise, I'm going to have to do a lot more showing up and commitments. Yeah. Um, to be supportive yeah to be supportive so that would be my answer but that was good yeah because you always had a lot of friends growing up yes it was a lot for you yeah I always admire that you're able to you know I would say juggle it sounds bad but like juggle so many friends and like um, personalities I always I always admire that about you so that's that's amazing I hear you it's not easy (laughs) it's not easy but yeah, I, I did growing up for sure. So, um, yeah, that was a good icebreaker. I really love those icebreakers. They're so good. No, that was great. Thanks it's your ears going. Exactly. <laughs> it does. Get you warmed up. No, it really did. Okay. Get you loose and goosey. For real. And I want you to get loose and feel comfortable. So, yeah, let's dive into it. Career. Let's start there. You're a barber. That's right. Did you think you would end up being a barber? <laughs> Absolutely not. You know, working in luxury hotels, I was doing exceptionally well. I was moving up the chain. Just like anybody else, anybody would do in any business. You know, I started on the phones and at the W Hotel and Service Express. Um, took my job very seriously and, you know, I just did the best I could. And my, you know, superiors saw something in me I didn't even see in myself. And I started to move up. You know, that's so why I got to the front desk and I became a manager there. And I got burnt out and, you know, just felt like I wasn't learning too much or growing. So I wanted to get uncomfortable and I went to food and beverage. And that's when I managed those five outlets at the W. And that was a lot of fun too, but I got extremely burnt out when my management started to um, dissolve Mm. and they put a lot of weight on me. And that's when I started to get sick and I was trying to find a way to get back to a creative space. Like if I cannot be creative, then it's like, you know, like what am I doing here? <laughs> I was just gonna ask so, you what was your why to yeah. why you chose barbering. So barbering is because I went to school for graphic design. You know, it's an artistic space, and that's what I really enjoyed about it, creating, and that's what I mean. Kind of blending hair is like a gradient, right? Mm-hmm. It's from one from darker to light. Um, so that's what I enjoyed most about it. Also, just the environment, creating an environment that is it my own like it's the Barbersense experience you know when I was at the W I was creating the W experience for my client my customers then mm-hmm. so it just felt good to have my own and um also still be, I'm still doing everything I did in hotels as far as like hospitality wise I'm just yeah I'm cutting here I'm like, it's just an art form it's like painting to yeah me. so yeah I just I'm more of an artist now and I I, lo- I love the space that I'm in okay and, uh, it's exciting 
How long? Day. How long has it been now? You've been doing it for has it been five years? I left in twenty eighteen. I left the hotel industry in, in twenty eighteen. Okay. Wow. So what is that? Five six years? No, twenty eighteen. Nineteen twenty twenty twenty. That's four years. Four years. Gone. Yeah, me four years. Four years. Okay. Wow. wow. <laughs> so four years. That's not long, actually. No, it's not. So, what's so interesting about your story and journey is. It's not like you graduated high school, went to college, and you were like, I'm about to be an entrepreneur. So with being an entrepreneur, do you feel like corporate America helped make you become so consistent and successful? Oh, 100%. It helps you to become disciplined, you know, have that work ethic that I've, and have professionalism and customer mm-hmm. service skills. Um, it's things that a lot of entrepreneurs struggle with. Um, Because they can be extremely talented, but they don't have the structure. Mm -hmm. So I feel like um, corporate gave me structure. It's interesting because I always, I never hear you. There's a lot of entrepreneurs that push the narrative, especially in this generation on social media and everything. It's like, quit your job, quit your own business. You need to make your own money. And I always hear people push that. But I honestly never hear you push that narrative of telling people to quit their jobs. Why is that? Because it's extremely difficult. Okay. You know, I wouldn't say it was, it's not every day I have to redefine my why. Mm. <laughs> it's, it's hard. My money is not guaranteed every day. You know, not, that's not for the, the faint of heart. That's not for everyone. Mm-hmm. I was talking to someone today about that and she was like, she admired the fact that I am an entrepreneur because you really don't know how much money you're going to make daily. Yeah. So you have to be passionate about it. You have to know that's your purpose. So what... What is what is your purpose and what is your why? Because you could have gave up a long time ago. There's moments you can, as you said, every day you have to redefine that. So what is it? What is it today? <laughs> That's a great question. My why right now, um, I would have to say, and it always is my freedom. Okay. It always is my freedom. Mm. So my freedom to create my own schedule, to create my own life, um, but also be extremely impactful. So freedom and impact is what it is for me. Okay. Yes. That's good. Sure. Thank you. Yeah. And I, I, to me, from what I'm seeing, because I'm like a bystander on this journey, <laughs> seeing you kind of grow and evolve into a barber, I really love the fact that you're a barber or you're an entrepreneur who came from corporate America. Because I work in corporate America. And I'm going to be honest, entrepreneurship is not for me. I love to know when I'm getting my check, when it's going to drop, at what time on every yeah. Friday, whether it's every Friday, every other mm-hmm. Friday. Not saying you can't have that with a business, right? Because you can create schedules to pay yourself. That's right. Um, but I don't know. I, I like the the structure. And I'm not going to say it and rule it out because I'm such a structured person where I feel I can be successful as an entrepreneur mm-hmm. because I'm just such a person of structure. That's right. But as of right now, God has not put that in my spirit to quit my job <laughs> and be an entrepreneur but I definitely admire that. What is one thing you can say to encourage someone who is battling? I actually seen an article about between 2020 and now and that people are, I forgot what it was called. It's like silently quitting or quitting silently is what it's called, but it doesn't mean you're actually quiet quitting. quitting. There you go. Quiet quitting. Thank you. I saw, I saw that post and I was like, oh my God, that's really good. So my question for you with that to bring it back full circle is what would you tell someone who is currently working in corporate America and they enjoy their job, they don't love their job and they're balancing and battling with quitting Mm -hmm. and maybe doing something like, what would you tell them? 
Oh man. Uh, honestly, you have to do what's best for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but also you have to be realistic with your situation. And I would say if they really want to know if they are consistently going to be able to show up for that entrepreneurship journey, they have to be able to, of course, go to, go to your corporate job, do your job, but the time that you use outside of that, if, you, if you're putting it towards the entrepreneurial journey and you're still consistent and you're still consistent and excited about it, when you do it, I would say for three or four days out of the week, if you're doing that consistently for a month and you still love it, you're still passionate, about it, you still got that fire in you, um, I would say go for it full force, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Try and, and it's going to be a sacrifice, of course, but go for it full force on both spectrums. Like, of course, you got to make your money in corporate. But also go for it full force and entrepreneurship on your on your downtime. Put put your everything into it. Yeah, like you, you don't have to be a like struggling entrepreneur. The, yeah, you don't have to yeah. be a struggle entrepreneur. But use your time wisely. And then once your money is where you feel comfortable, then you take you just go ahead and get out of corporate. Yeah, you you have to be comfortable. You have to do what's best for you and how what that feels like. I have a friend that did that. Mm-hmm. Now she's a you know corporatepreneur, right? Mm-hmm. She left she left corporate and she became an entrepreneur full time. The anxiety, the 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 not having the security of how her money's looking all the time bothered her. Mm-hmm. So she had to pivot and she went right into back into corporate and she uses her time very wisely and still pours into her entrepreneurship journey. And it works, it works for her. It works very well. She's not as anxiety ridden, you know, because being an entrepreneur, you can become very anxiety ridden because of that lack of security. That check that you get every week is security. And like, if you value that and it's, yeah, you, <laughs> I don't blame you for, you know, having both. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. And you mentioned something that I want to speak on too. So I do know a couple of entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. and the anxiety, the depression. Um, With having that, how do you navigate through that within your career and your life? Man, let me tell you something. It's it's in the car, but it's not driving the car. It's in the back seat. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it's going to be in the vehicle with you, right? You, You have to be in control though. Um, how do I take that control back is reminding myself that I am in control, but also embrace and taking on the, like embracing the feeling of it. Like, okay, you are having anxiety right now and that's, and that's okay. But what are you going to do to lessen this situation? Mm -hmm. So if it's on the physical side, I'm like, okay, I need to go to the gym and get this release. Um, if it's something I need to do because I need to get a project done, how much time am I putting aside to really tackle this project so I can get it done, so I can get the anxiety lessons? Like, you have to make time. You have to be very intentional yeah. <laughs> with your time. It, it really just depends on what your anxiety is. What is it around? Mm-hmm. And then try and find a way. You have to be a really good problem solver, <laughs> to be honest with you. From being on the side, it seems like when I see it, though, a lot of the anxiety comes from when I see the entrepreneurs I know either they're burnt out right. or there's a lack of getting booked. So then it's like they get that, oh my God, when is my next check coming? Like you said, I don't know. So intentionality is important. Mm-hmm. You know, are you, are you being intentional with how you are trying to gain your business? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, if you're worried about being booked and busy, are you taking enough classes to really like, That's good. you know, refine your craft? Are you out here socializing and giving out? Like, I always have a goal in mind that I'll pass at least two to three business cards mm-hmm. no matter where I go. That's mine. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes I fall short in that, but I give myself grace. But 
I'll either get on Instagram and I'll send at least five messages a day to let wow. someone know that, hey, I see you have a haircut. If you need a backup barber, I provide these type of services. You've I'm been available. doing that the last three years? Oh, years? I do that every, like, yeah, I wow. try to do at least three, to th- not every day, but at least three to five days out of the week. I try three, three out of five days. I try to send a message. Mm-hmm. Call, it's like cold calling, mm-hmm. you know, like in sales. You send a message, hey, my name is Simone. I really love your page and your mm-hmm. content. Um, I see that you have a really dope haircut. I love the opportunity to cut you. I'm available Tuesday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. And this is what I offer. Here's my booking link and my portfolios on my page. Boom. Mm. Some people bite. Some people don't. Um, yeah. Sometimes I get a follow and people watch me for months. And then they come and get a cut. Or if their barber slips up, which happens every now and then, I'm there and I'm ready. I'm available. So, I, honestly, like I said, it's intentionality. Mm-hmm. Like, if your anxiety is around certain things, what are you doing to really just control and not let it control you and where did you learn that from uh therapy Therapy. i mean Uh therapy for sure and then also just paying attention to myself you know like when i do go out and i do things for my business to help it grow and then it's like okay okay i'm gonna get i'm getting the business now slowly but surely my anxiety is lessening about this particular situation Mm -hmm. okay maybe heightened in this other area but i'm working to lessen it here yeah so and also you know god praying you know you gotta pray and release control yeah yeah. (laughs) Honestly, you touched on something really good because, you know, I had started therapy and Mm -hmm. one thing that I really learned with therapy that I never did growing up my whole life was challenging my thoughts and emotions. That's right. Sometimes we move so off impulse and emotion. We make an irrational decision like I'm about to quit my job today. And it's like you wake up the next morning like, what the heck did I just do? Or you're like you said, having anxiety. But then I like that you mentioned and it's almost like you're saying challenge your thoughts and have a plan in mind like the options like you said are you educating yourself are you growing in that area so that you can get more bookings or you know so forth so that was really good thank you but also with you speaking it sounds like therapy has taught you to utilize your tools so utilizing your tools um i know you mentioned working out um what books do you have you read like what is like your top two books that really changed your life Within the last couple of years, pretty much. I would say right now, it would have to be rereading um, The Four Agreements mm-hmm. and then also The Astonishing Power of Emotions. Those two books right there. Okay. So yeah. let's touch on The Four Agreements. Why? Yeah. What, what is that? I've never actually read the book. I've heard of it, mm-hmm. but elaborate. What is that about? So The Four Agreements are um, be impeccable with your word is one. Two, um, don't take anything personal. Three, don't make assumptions. And then four, just always do your best. Mm. Um, one of my, I think, biggest struggles. Well, I knew you were about to say something. Yeah, no, okay. I'm saying that's good. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, they're great, and I think um, they're great um, foundations for for life. Like, I mean, you can always be impeccable with your word. You know, the, the Bible says the tongue is like a, like a sharp edge or something like that. You gotta be, you have to be intentional mm-hmm. with what you say and be careful. Mm-hmm. Um, and then two, you know, not taking anything personal because people project. Mm-hmm. And it just, and when you think about the fact that people literally speak from where they are at and it has nothing to do with you, it really reduces so much resentment in your body and discomfort in your body and in your soul mm-hmm. and in your heart and you feel lighter. So I have actually, I would say that used to, that was like the hardest for me, but now I'm, I'm I've mastered number two, mm-hmm. um, being, you know, not making assumptions and having the courage to ask questions is what the book says. So, you know, sometimes we tend to, to assume these things about people that they don't care, this, that, that. Yeah. And I have the courage to ask the questions and ask for what you want and what you need. Yeah. Um, 
And then also just always do your best. That's all you can do. Mm-hmm. Give yourself grace. No one's perfect. Um, you know, you, you really can't get to us, but you don't get to yourself. So if you're not giving yourself grace and you're being hard on someone else because you're really hard on yourself. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I really love that book. It helps me every single day and every single interaction. It helps me look inward. So, no, that book sounds really good. It's I need to great. put that on my t- reading list. So, but I listen books. to it. I listen to it. I don't okay. like. I didn't like to read it. I really. I think the first time maybe you go ahead and read it, but I have it on Audible and I listen okay. to it on the way to work. Depending on where I'm at, and I might be like, okay, now, like now, I'm actually going to start listening to be impeccable with your word more, um, versus not taking things personally. Because I, I was know, just about to talk about that. Yeah, mm-hmm. go ahead. <laughs> impeccable with your words. For me, I feel that. I know I've always been a talker and I've always been very vocal. Love for chat. And <laughs> yes. I've always been Ugh. um my words weren't always impeccable. Mm. That's the problem. Yeah. So for me, I was like, "Oh, that was a good one because for years my attitude was, you know, I'm being honest and I'm being blunt with you." So mm. yeah, that means it's a good thing. No, it doesn't mean that's a good thing. That's right. You have to be very intentional with your words as well, not only impeccable. And then also realizing that words stick with people. That's right. And you never know, um, like on the previous episode of my podcast, you know, the question was, do you want to be remembered by your accomplishments or your um, character? And to me, it's like that last statement you may tell someone, if you're thinking, like I said, how I used to be, you know, I'm just being blunt with you. That's right. But that could be the last thing they remember about you. That's right. And it may leave a bad taste in their mouth. You may not be a bad person, but because you're not being intentional with your words and impeccable, this person now thinks you're disrespectful, you're rude. That's right. Or you're inconsiderate. You know? Yeah. So to me, even with this podcast, you know, I had a season of just kind of being quiet and to myself because when I had that revelation of like, girl, you've hurt people along the journey of becoming who you are. And you didn't realize that you had to be very mindful of your words and how you were using it and what you were saying to people and yes people want honesty but it's not what you say it's how you say it that's right so for me that chapter of that book i kind of want to listen to that chapter first and then get the other chapters because that kind of hits home oh that's the first one the first one okay yeah mm-hmm. yeah so being impeccable with your word is super 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 important why do you feel like you need to listen to that now um be impeccable with your word yeah you said you want to um, because I feel like I could be more intentional. Like I, I, I am so aware of myself now that I can say something. And I'll just think to myself like, mm, <laughs> yeah. why did you say that? You know, and I think it in my head, but it's like, I want to do better with thinking before I speak mm-hmm. on certain things and also being nicer to myself, mm-hmm. you know, um, it's just something I know that I can work at better, especially because of the position that I'm in. You know, with um, great power comes great responsibility. And because I am a barber and people confide in me with so much and um, I just want to do better at that. I want Mm -hmm. to be able to show up the best version of myself in that area for myself, my clients and other people around me. That's good. Yes. So what made you start? Because I know for me. Start. I'm about to get there. (laughs) Start start what? (laughs) (laughs) So I know in my introduction to the podcast, I told people, you know, me starting this becoming a better me situation platform getting on this journey of like 
self-discovery really was 2020 during the pandemic mm. and me wanting to figure that out it really tipped off at a heartbreak of a relationship mm-hmm. with someone where I was very vulnerable and let my guard down fully for the first time in my life yeah and that's why it was such a heartbreak because you know you can date people along your journey but the relationships are cool but when you like really let your guard down that's right it's a little different <laughs> so Needless to say, I started this and embarked on this because of a heartbreak, but then it became full circle Mm -hmm. and it was deeper than about this hurt this man caused me. It was more like, God was like, sis, who are you? That's right. And I'm going to let you know who I created you to be. And we're going to dig deeper in your heart posture, how Mm. you treat people, the people you've cut off, the people that I even went on a a forgiving journey, even telling people like, I'm sorry. It was deep, you know, but God really does that to you where he like, puts conviction within your heart and makes you really realize things and actually talk to people that you never would think you would talk to again or apologize to or anything. So to make that full circle, Mm -hmm. what made you start this journey of healing? Who is Simone? All of that. Oh man. So the therapy side of it all started in the pandemic, okay. yes, for yeah. sure. I think I think that was a very, I would say, it, it was a still season. Mm-hmm. And it allowed us to really sit with ourselves and hear our own thoughts and really look at where we are at in our lives and know that our jobs are not who we are. So who are we without our jobs? <laughs> it's deep. Um and not just that, you're you're with your significant other way more than you usually are, so you're able to really see them, you know, in a different space, and you know. And for me, it'd be just as the root of it was because of my relationship. Um, I, I saw myself just not managing myself well in the relationship, and um, I just <laughs> it just I lost myself in my yeah. relationship. To just be honest, mm-hmm. isn't who I was. Um, and, and just knew that I didn't want to be without that person. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, I felt like my world was going to just crumble if mm-hmm. I didn't have that person. It's like, okay, but why are you not holding on to yourself or holding on to God? Like, you know, you know, you were living this life before this person. Yeah. So what happened? Where is that? And I, and honestly, it was very blurry for me. I, I didn't know what it was and I, I needed to, to get back to me. Who encourage you to go? Because I mean, for people who don't <laughs> believe in that or never even, we don't we don't come from a family where therapy is something we talk about. Yeah. So it's like you could have went any other direction, Correct. but why did you choose therapy? And who kind of inspired you to do that, or did it just was like I need to go to therapy? <laughs> I think at that point in time when we all got into the house, I think there were some things coming up around therapy mm-hmm. because I was already I realized before I even started therapy, I was already posting a lot of things surrounding it. I just mm-hmm. I looked back at my archives. Wow. I was already posting stuff from like therapy, so like pages. Yeah. And then I said to myself, I'm posting these things, but I'm 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 talking to talk, but I ain't walking the walk. Mm-hmm. So I need let me get up in therapy. Let me see what it's about, especially right now because I'm at my lowest point and I always confide in my sister, you. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you're not getting no younger and you, you need to be able to manage yourself better. And there's nothing wrong with having, you know, your resources, you know, your resources, but we're all at our lowest points right now. Mm-hmm. I just didn't want now, wait, to pause put a pin on that that was so true that time everyone really was Struggle. at their lowest point Correct. and everyone was trying to figure out all a lot at out. the same time so who am i to Oof. be that selfish yeah. to 
call you and continue to add weight. You know what I'm saying? And also, mom, you know, my mom can always speak. Our parents can always speak from certain spaces. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I need to do something for me. I need an unbiased mm-hmm. person. Someone that, you know, is an expert in this. Yeah, don't know nothing. <laughs> don't know a yeah. thing. So I chose therapy. I built my profile out through BetterHelp. They matched me with a therapist like within a week. And uh, yeah, it was amazing. So you said you were liking photos. Do you feel like like within your subconscious, you you kind of was wanting to go, but you just never went? Were you kind of scared? Mm, I didn't think I needed it. Mm. I didn't think I needed it. I'm Why? Like, this is just, I mean, growing up in our family, like you said, no one talked about therapy. It's like you just went through life. You pray. Like our mom would always say, just pray about it. Mm-hmm. Just pray about these things. But then I was praying, but I felt like God wasn't even listening to me, or I wasn't maybe, I don't know. I felt like I was doing it all wrong. <laughs> I yeah. didn't know what was going on. I didn't know I was at my wit's end at that point. So, Yeah, no, I'm really happy for you that you chose that because it's been Thank up you. since. Well, some moments it's been up, but yeah. to look back now, for sure, it's, it's gotten better and evolving. Do you feel like you will be in therapy for the rest of your life, or do you feel like at some point you'll kind of digress from it? I will probably I will definitely be in therapy for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Like my therapist just told me in my last session that we're going to go down to one day, um, once a, a month? month, once Ooh. a month, which is a little nerve wracking. But I she's a great therapist for that because yeah. you don't want a therapist that's going to just keep taking your money because they can. She wants you to be able to not become codependent on her. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was huge when she said that. That it is made huge. me have a lot more respect for her. Um, but yeah. how do you feel about that? Are you nervous because you're kind of used to? The consistency of... Yeah, it's like a friend. Yeah. You know, she's like so that one friend that's not judgmental, but also, like, gets me in check, right? So it's like, but I have the tools, and that's what she told me. You have the tools in your toolbox, and you've been applying them, and I'm, I'm listening to you week after week, and you're getting better and better, and you know what to do to take care of yourself. And it's like, who am I to, to keep holding on to your hand? Mm-hmm. And I got to let you, let you fly. What are a couple of things that you are going to walk away with to... to help you navigate through anything that may transpire or happen because life just be happening (laughs) yeah i mean just stay boundaryed up Mm -hmm. (laughs) for sure that's important um and uh you know just to continue to always take care of my mental Mm -hmm. and don't allow people to come around and and knock me off my game and if not even if i do get knocked off my game i can always begin again (laughs) shout out to her firm it's called begin again (laughs) oh really it's called begin again so definitely saying boundaried, um, you know, protecting my peace and yeah. my space, right? Um, and just uh, just doing, always doing what's best for Simone and not self-sabotaging myself or um, sacrificing myself. Stop mm-hmm. sacrificing myself, you know, and being a people pleaser. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. How do you balance protecting your energy but not isolating yourself from your support system at the same time? Oh wow! Um, ask that again. It's like so. How do you navigate mm-hmm. and balance boundaries and protecting your peace, but also from your safe space and your friends and family? Because just to get a little bit deeper on that, I know sometimes you got the people who respect the boundaries, mm-hmm. but then you got the people who really is supposed to be your safe space and your support system. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like sometimes you get so bottled into and so focused on the boundaries and protecting your peace that you're isolating yourself? Like, how do you balance that for not making it so yeah. iso- like isolating yourself so much? I mean, yes, because sometimes I, I, I will kind of isolate myself 
but then I remind myself like but you still want to you still want to nurture that space right Mm -hmm. so you want to still go into that space and just continue to be a reflection of what you want in your life you know Mm -hmm. love grace uh, safety Mm -hmm. and no matter what happens even if people around you aren't in therapy and and they are some of your resources or your safe spaces you got to keep repeating yourself you know what I'm saying letting people know how to treat you how to speak to you and that's, I mean, you got to flex your therapy muscle, you know, you go to therapy and you can stay in this box and it's safe, right? Not being, not talking to people, but you have all these tools, but you got to use them sometime. Mm. And that's really what it is. Just using the tools every time, you know, especially yeah. if that space makes you happy and you, and you feel love there, you know what I'm saying? And it fills your cup. There are going to be times where they challenge you, but you got to be ready to come, you know, ready. Yeah. Armor. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So. Has but has having boundaries been easy and with the boundaries what category do you feel between friends family and career what is the hardest category to create boundaries with and how do you combat that um i mean with work uh, career wise i i'm great my boundaries <laughs> to be honest oh that's like the easiest area mm-hmm. i would say um the hardest area with setting boundaries has always been relationships for me and Mm, I would say with my parents a little mm-hmm, bit too, mm-hmm. but that all comes from that abandonment wound, right? That if you stand, you stand firm in something that you're saying and that you're doing, that they're going to love you less mm-hmm. or maybe push you away. So, question. Yeah. You said your career is easy. Yeah, that was. Been so, how are you able to do that and not feel a sense of? Um, shame or guilt. Shame if to not make the money because you're an entrepreneur. So it's not like you can say okay. Like, if I'm in corporate America, so if I don't want to go in tomorrow, I want to take off, I got PTO. I won't feel that shame or guilt because I know I'm going to have that check coming. But how are you able to not feel that shame and guilt with work and say, I'm going to create this boundary today and then feel confident enough that you may not have, a, you know what I'm saying, a client mm-hmm. or they may go to somebody else? How do you navigate through that? I mean, the thing is, if you don't take your business serious, no, no one else will. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you respect your business, people respect your business. Mm-hmm. And I, I wish I had that same outlook, even with relationships, right? Because that's really what it comes into play. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, for my business, it's always easier. I don't, mm, mm-hmm. it's, I can't really put my finger on okay. it. But based on what I just said, that's pretty much what it is. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it's a lack of, it could be a lack of self-love in a sense when it comes down to the, like, the family and the relationships too. Like you just want to be chosen so bad. My business is like, What's for me is going to be for me. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I'm don't. i not going to try and control that. Yeah. I control, of course, what I can, but yeah. Okay. But when it comes down to like relationships and like family, I don't know. It, it pulls on my heartstrings more. It's probably why. <laughs> you know what you. I'm saying? Yeah, money is important, but it isn't everything. It's not me. something that pulls, yeah. Correct. Love yeah. is so important to me for some reason. So okay. Yeah. What do you so. think that comes from? Like, why do you feel love is really important to you? Besides the fact that I'm a Libra, not I'm not gonna get to astrology here. <laughs> right, I'm a, I'm a Libra, but um, love, man. I just have always just just always admired the feeling of seeing love, and that's through like growing up through mm-hmm. movies, through music, through so many things. It just seemed like the best feeling in the world. Mm-hmm. And it really always felt great to me. It's like it has that um, thing in your brain that kind of, it's just kind of that. Dopamine? Yeah, it kind of feeds that mm-hmm. big time for me. Um, 
yeah, I always just feel amazing when I'm in love. And I thrive through love, to be honest with you. I don't know where that comes from. Well, mm. I would say it comes from, I mean, things that I saw growing up. Our family is big on, we, we love on each other in different ways. Like, mom is big with her food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she loves on us through mm-hmm. food. My grandmother was very affectionate, mm-hmm. you know. She loved on me. And, um, yeah, I think it's just based on what I saw growing up. And that mm. aspect, and of course, loving, like I said, loving music, yeah, and movies. I love romantic films, so just wanting that, wanting that so badly. Do you feel like you fantasize like the idea of love to that expectation in your relationships because you, you like you idolize it so much? I did. Okay, <laughs> and then I had to like reel myself back <laughs> in. Right when you get older, it's not what it is. The movies and things that they don't go into deep detail mm-hmm. about how. Everybody comes with their own trauma, you know what I'm saying? And things that we have to manage or manage our emotions, you know, uh, manage our traumas, our triggers and things like that. And how important it is to just try and like do your healing work to try and show up the, the best version of yourself and whole self in a relationship. And how, you know, that person is really just a bonus in your life. You need to be able to give your things, yourself mm-hmm. all those things, not trying to get those things from other people. Yeah, yeah. That's what I thought it was. Like that person was to make me happy. Yeah. It's like, nah, you need to make yourself happy. And then yeah. that person coming into your life is a bonus so that you don't feel empty when that person leaves. What's interesting is I don't really see a lot of movies that dive into the transition of the process. It's either like they fall in love yeah. or they meet each other, they fall in love, and then it like someone cheats, gets mad, and then they find someone make up, that's it, and they fall right. in love again. Or it's never that what happened. Right. Where's the conversation? The, the dialogue. Dialogue. The healing. Correct. <laughs> yeah. The accountability, the awareness. The healthy conversations. Never. It's, never. it's, it's, it's very impulsive. Yeah. yeah. It is toxic. And that's that's why a lot of us move that way. It's yeah. just based on what we've been programmed. Programmed Oof. that way. It's programming. Yeah. But even look at, if you look at even like the um, like Cinderella stories and movies like that, we were programmed from a young age mm-hmm. to be like that. I was going to tell you Disney. When you said yeah, Disney, you like yeah. movies, I was like, that dang Disney. Oh, my grandmother had me nothing. But that's when I was younger, yeah. that's all I did was watch movies. All of it, yeah. So whoever is a script writer or writes movies, guys, <laughs> can you change the narrative and create a script or a movie? I Honestly, though, I think the does. only show as of today would have to be Issa Rae. Yeah, Insecure she's, she's showed real, all real. of that. It did. It she did. Is, she is. Shout out to Issa Rae, girl. Shout out to Issa Rae, man. I got some friends out there in LA. I'm going to put a bug in their ear. Seriously, because she. Sure. Th- I think that's why so many people in the culture connected with that show, mm-hmm. and we were heartbroken when it ended it's because it was so relatable. She shows you everything from the beginning of her and um, Lawrence' relationship, that's right. the struggle, what she was feeling, then her stepping out, and then they went through the whole season just to come in the end, and for her to actually let him know like what made her and caused her to cheat. Like she literally went full circle with it. Yeah. So that's the first show actually I could think of that really showed us. Young love, growing pains, Success, navigating careers, everything. Everything. That's that's deep. The world. <laughs> that's deep. Yeah, yeah. Now I have a friend out in LA. I'm definitely gonna put a bug in her hair. She always says to me, I'm always inspired by you because she was there for mm-hmm. me throughout my breakup and everything. And mm-hmm. The fact that I was doing my healing work and mm-hmm. people don't do that. They literally will happen to relation a next relationship. You know what I'm saying? Not take that time for themselves. So she admired that just listening to me for a year and what six months that I was struggling. And, um, yeah, I, I will definitely continue to put that in her ear to, to create, yeah. you know, more stories around that. We need to, we do need more of that. Literally. Yeah. So what is, um, important to you right now in your life? Like what are the top three things that is really, truly important to you? 
Ooh, right now what's healthy for me is being emotionally stable, mm-hmm. financially stable, and um and uh spiritually, you know, healthy. Um I would say those three things right now. Okay, so basically I've always been Yeah, I'm <laughs> I've always been playing ball, but mm-hmm. trying to work on my spirit, you know, spiritual health too. That that can always be better. I was gonna touch on that. So yeah. you talked about God a couple times, you talked about praying. Right. So what is your relationship with God? Like, who is God to you? Hmm. Who? Well, first, before we get there, who was God to you as a child, and who is God to you now? Man, God as a child—that's a great question. I mean, I think it was just based on what my parents told me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, going to Sunday school and. Hmm. Did you grow up in church? Well, yeah, I definitely grew up in church when I was living with my grandparents in Fort Myers. It was a very small, small church. Mm-hmm. Did for uh, like fellowship Christian athlete camps things like that so we were pretty involved in the church mm-hmm. yeah but um I would say as a child it was more so of another person that um, I mean my grandmother kind of instilled fear in me around it to be really? honest with you Not, I would say a little bit of fear around okay. like God is watching you <laughs> you know what I'm saying <laughs> yeah, like I'm he's gonna... watching you he's <laughs> Watches all things. God is watching you. Did yes. you see that? You know, he watched you, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think more so of someone <laughs> that, you know, I know loves me through all yeah. things and is protecting me. Yeah. But also make sure you're on top of your game. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think she kind of still fearing me in a sense that way around God. Um, and also just for, for faith and hope, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying, around all things in life. Mm-hmm. Some, like something to anchor you. Do you feel like it helped you navigate in your childhood? Um, I would say definitely helped me with in my childhood. Like, do you remember moments of feeling fear or feeling unsafe and like, oh, yeah. kind of like praying and like talking to them or try to build that relationship? The relationship that you thought, because I mean, as kids, we were still trying to figure it out. <laughs> definitely through fear, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I would definitely always lean into into him through fear and even sad times. Mm-hmm. Always, always prayed, you know, and for protection, always for safety. Absolutely. I would say that 100%. Did you feel um, a connection or did you feel like you were just speaking to a higher being and you felt like mm-hmm. I'm just speaking out loud? But did you actually feel a, a sense of peace when you were actually speaking onto those things? I feel like I did. Mm-hmm. Um, at one point, I know definitely, I definitely did, especially going through school. You know, being an athlete and things like that. It's a lot of pressure. Um, so I definitely felt a sense of peace anytime I prayed. And what was the sport that you things. played? I played, I I played basketball okay. most of my life. Um, so I definitely say around just like my fear and anxiety and trying to balance all things. Mm-hmm. And just knew that things were always working for me. You mm-hmm. know, And even speaking to my grandmother, we had a really close, close relationship. And she would always just pray with me just around, you know, life and just... You know that God is, has always got my back in all mm-hmm. things, and that He um, He loves me, and I always felt safe. Like I felt like there was, a, if I ever felt like maybe something was going on in life, I knew that He was there with me. Yeah, you know, what I'm I never felt really alone. Yeah, and that's why I, I spent so much time alone though too, mm-hmm. and I was okay with being alone. Remember, I'd be in my room all the time, mm-hmm. just chilling. I didn't really mind being around, have to be around other people like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But did you choose to be alone? Or did you feel like you had to be alone? Hmm. 
feel like I, ch- I definitely chose to be alone mm-hmm. in the room. I didn't have to. I mean, you were in the room next door. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it was always a choice to sit with myself and my thoughts. And um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed my alone time. So as an adult, what would you say relationship with God is now? Man, so it could be so much better because I, it's deep, man. You know, you you date people. Some are, are God is present and we talk about it and then others you don't at all. And it's mm-hmm. like, man, I spoke to God so long. I don't remember how to pray for myself. So I feel like, man, it, I wasn't really, my, my, my relationship with God wasn't the best the past few years. I can honestly say that. But that pandemic made everybody kind of, you know, ooh, at the end, everybody prays, you know. So I think everybody had a, a, a come to God moment during the yeah. pandemic. And I, I really appreciated Clubhouse for that, too, because those rooms, man, they were so impactful and allowed you to come back to your whoever that that person is in your life, your higher being, whoever yeah. it is that you, you know, you you serve or you, you know, what I'm saying so I think right now. I'm in a place where I'm having a lot more conversations with him mm-hmm. and trying to figure out what our relationship looks like. So I can honestly say I'm still processing still that. Processing still, it. still processing it. So I'm glad that I am, you know, um, having more people around me in my life mm-hmm. that God is present to kind of have that more, have those conversations. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I'm getting back into going to church tomorrow. I mean, I don't remember the last time I went to church and I'm actually getting up and going to church tomorrow. So awesome. <laughs> I'm excited about that. It's beautiful. Looking forward to it and just having more conversations around it to continue to build my relationship and what that looks like. That's just what I'm saying. It's definitely on my list right now, my top three. So, especially because okay. there's blessings coming into my life and I don't want to fumble them. Yeah. So, and I want to be in a position. But if you do, it's okay. Yes. It will be. It will be okay. That's yes. really where the lessons come and wisdom so, is through that. For sure. But I heard you mention grandma a lot. If she was here today, what's one thing you'd want to tell her? Oh, man. If my grandmother was here today... Man, that's a great question. If there was, I mean, there's nothing. I would, there's not. But there's nothing I would tell her because I talk. I still talk yeah, to her. But so if she was, phys- she's here in spirit. But if she was physically here today. What is something you'd want to tell her right now? Mm. I would just tell her, you know, and like I tell her all the time, just thank you, mm-hmm. thank you for everything that you've instilled in me. You know, uh, I am a light because she was a light. Mm-hmm. You know, it comes from you know, your, your ancestry. And my grandmother was a huge force in my life growing up and I'm grateful for her. You know, man, those, those times I were a phenomenal living with her, even though sometimes I was really sad Mm -hmm. because I'm like, where's my mother at? But my grandmother needed me and, um, I'm glad that I could be there for her for sure. It may shape me into the person that I am today, not just, you know, but internally, like Mm -hmm. character wise, um, integrity um in so many different aspects my grandmother lives through me so i appreciate her for all those things that she instilled her and my grandfather so shout out to my grandmother he's still going strong and grandpa <laughs> is still here at 100 oh my pushing gosh. through okay but me and grandma probably having a glass of champagne right now because she was lit <laughs> we probably be talking and having a glass of wine or something because grandma didn't care she was gonna live her best life until I the, mean, the day Lord. she was gone what she what the doctor said she was gonna do what she wanted to do be like who else is like that honey we know who that's like so okay. you can't tell her <laughs> nothing so I, that's why i digress with her because i'm like hmm mm. how can i be mad you know that's so, awesome yeah thanks 
But no, it was, it was a good conversation. We touched on a couple things. For sure. I definitely... Our conversations already like. Yeah, deep. <laughs> we were like this already before we even pushed the button to start this. Literally. <laughs> we should have just hit the start button when, we, when I walked in the door. Cause... Right. No, but I, I really do appreciate you coming. Um, I really Thank want... you for having me. My pleasure. I wanted people to see... Well, not see because technically we're on a podcast, but I wanted people to hear, right. you know, a different side of you um because mm-hmm. instagram and this is why i love actually podcasts because yes. you know i always watch them and i love interviews even yes, with celebrities too. and people because through a song you can express the things you like or through pictures and videos but when you actually are talking to someone mm-hmm. and someone's actually some questions you really get to see someone's character yeah, and true personality sure. so you ask some great questions too this is this is a dope platform i'm super proud of you and i'm Thank excited you. to see where it goes Honestly, I have no idea, but I just wanted to start. Literally, I just was like, just start. That's all it takes. And I did it in two hours. The photos, shout out to Melvin at L- Melby Elder Jr. He took the photos. I had them, and I'm like, created it on Canva. <laughs> and then shout out to Anchor, and I just started it. But it was in my spirit. I just didn't know. Mm. I, I didn't feel led to do it, but you know what? When I was still enough... I sat with myself and I was like, it was like a Saturday. I was in the house by myself and I just was like, start it now. And I just started it. So I'm glad you're obedient. Yeah. I just, my biggest goal is to just really impact people with the amazing conversations that I have with my friends and my family. Like mm-hmm. I really have really good conversations with everybody and we always get deep. And I'm like, I really wish I could record this conversation. You've been saying that for a very long time. For a very long time. And just to elaborate and close this out. I was ending my last episode telling her that years ago, I don't know if you remember, but I wanted to be in radio. And I that was something I desired. And someone that was mom's friend, I'm not going to say her name, but she lived down the street, down the hill. And she was like, there's no money in that. Right. Had someone like change my whole narrative of like something I was interested in doing because I've always loved music. Radio, you know, we grew up on music, being in the house and dancing at parties. So music was always it. And I love talking um, and just love talking to people. So radio was something I actually wanted to do at a certain point before fashion, before the photography, all that stuff like radio. And it's crazy now because podcasts are a form of radio. That's right. And now being 30 in three weeks. I'm doing something that I really wanted to do as a child. So, honestly, God, wherever you see this going, take it. But the end goal is to really impact people with conversations that I have with people around me. Because I know someone is going to be able to relate to something you said today. Yeah, I hope um, so. In your journey. (laughs) And then they'll be taken back like, wow, I never knew that. So, I hope you're able to take something from this episode. I hope that you're able to take something from this platform Again, thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Love you, girl. I love you, too. I love you, too. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Out your busy schedule. (laughs) Yes, my schedule is a little crazy. But if I can leave um, with one thing um, for people, you know, man, always start your day with time for you, okay? Time for you so you can go out in this world and be the best version of yourself and become a better you. And what is time? Time stands for T, thankfulness. Wake up and thank whoever it is that you serve. Just say thank you. I stands for insight, whether that's you read, you you listen to a podcast, <coughs> becoming a better me with tea, <laughs> just saying. M stands for meditation, whether you meditate on the word, you pray, you be still, 
And E is for exercise, whether you just get up and you go to the gym. If you can't go to the gym, you get up and stretch. You just do something for you. Make time for you before you get out into this crazy-ass world. <laughs> right. All right. Love and light. Thank you. Bye, guys. Cheers.